Attention Patriots, this is the Chris Ann Hall Show. Who's going to stand up? Where are the lovers of liberty? I think that's absurd. It's ridiculous. It's unconstitutional. It's out of control. You think this is over? This isn't over. There's a liberty wave coming. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America, America, to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, God. indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Rise and shine, liberty-loving patriots. Welcome to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here, K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E-H-A-L-L.com, where we are liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. Welcome to the show, my husband and co-host, J.C. Hall. And remember, we have top-notch constitutional education that you can't get anywhere else. Uh, we take complex issues and we bring them to you so even a middle schooler can understand them, and yet they're not, uh, they're not condescending and they're not elementary. They're really just fundamental. And you can find that at libertyfirstuniversity.com if you are watching us on YouTube right now. You can see uh, the tickers at the bottom give you all the websites. So, JC, just to review our show last night, our show yesterday um, was about was up on YouTube for about six and a half minutes before the AI tagged it. Cool. Yeah, pretty cool. I think so. So I'm wondering how long it's going to take to tag this one because today we're going to be talking about uh, security clearances and border patrol control. I was thinking you should do an experiment. Just put up a video on your channel like you sing Mary Had a Little Lamb <laughs> and just post it. If, sing Mary Had a Little Lamb and put a, a title like gun control on it or no, something? Just, or just No, a nondescript title. I love peanut butter. You know, whatever. Just see well, what happens. Here's the thing. I actually, we have a brand new course coming uh, that's up on uh, Liberty First University. It's your course, Hot Spots uh, on the Road to Revolution. And so I put the preview up and the AI didn't tag it, even though it says revolution in the title. But it's not in the Daily Journal playlist. It's in the Liberty First University playlist. So, you know, I, I don't really know how the AI works. So maybe it's just simply tagging things in that playlist. Maybe she'd make a new playlist. Yeah. And sneak the Daily Journal in there and see what happens. I, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll have to play around and experiment with it. But I, to be honest with you, I'm actually, like I told the crowd last night, and we've been in California uh, for the last couple days, Northern California, teaching on Liberty Tour 2019. Uh, the, pe the beautiful people of the new state of Jefferson and the potentially new state of Jefferson. And I told them, I, I'm, I think I'm kind of enjoying the AI intrusion because what happens is... I now get to force somebody at YouTube in Silicon Valley to actually watch the show. So I'm, I'm, I'm wondering, it can't be the same person every single time, right? Uh, I'm sure you're assigned some. You think I'm assigned special somebody? Special caseworker. <gasps> I get to be assigned somebody. All right, JC, so some you. Bolshevik. He's some Bolshevik. You and I both had 
Top secret security clearances. Shh. Shh. That's not a secret, is it? We were, everybody knows we were Russian linguists. I mean, you've talked about working for the NSA here on the air. Okay, so we've had security clearances, so we went through the security clearance process, right? So the big controversy today, the new scandal, the new distraction, is that we have a White House whistleblower that is causing the Dems to subpoena the Trump team over security clearances. So the... uh, this, this woman, her name is Trisha Newbold. She's a 20-year uh, analyst for, uh, who, who was on the security clearance team for 20 years. So this is not an Obama administration thing, right? Uh, says that 25 people in the Trump administration saw their initial security clearances denied, but then overridden by top, what, what this says, quote, top White House officials, and then when she tried to bring forward this information about these denials being overridden, um, she she claims that she was then retaliated against. So now she falls under the classification of a whistleblower. Her name is uh, Trisha Newbold. Like I said, she has been an analyst for 19 years. And among the 25 are two top-level presidential advisors, she said, Ivanka Ivanka Trump and Jared Kushner. Now, I wanted to talk about this because, you know, we've been through security clearances, and this is not really a constitutional issue because constitutionally people aren't required to have a security clearance. The security clearance is a mechanism to protect the secrets of America to protect possibly the life of the president. The so it's inter- a statutory issue. It's a statutory issue, right? Okay. And so we know the qualif. We we we've been through the security clearance thing. What was the most memorable thing about your security clearance? Uh, have you questionnaire? Had, have you had relations with farm animals? <laughs> People think you're kidding, Jason. I am not kidding. I'm not kidding. Okay. So So I have a hard time taking I mean I I'm not trying to dismiss it out of hand, but I have a hard time taking the whistleblower seriously with concerns over security clearance given the absolute lunatic insane questions and process that I went through that made no sense whatsoever. And I think would have no bearing at all uh, over someone's handling of sensitive information. So I, I, I'm not dismissing the concerns. I don't know the details. And I ha- maybe you've looked. I haven't lined up this stuff with the law as far as are there certain things that are automatic disqualifiers and then is a presidential or some sort of override a legitimate thing to do under the law. I have no idea, but I know how idiotic the process was that I went through. Right. And that's sort of what we're going to be talking about today in line of of what our 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 federal supremacist friends and our judicial supremacist friends love. What is their favorite word? Precedent. Well, right? Let me say one other thing about about that. Uh, we're we're beyond the 2-year mark of mm-hmm. the president's term, right? I mean, these mm-hmm. people does does she have ev? Does this whistleblower have evidence of 
I mean, there's a problem. Somebody's giving away secrets. Right. I mean, come on. So you're you're now blowing the whistle two and a half years later because you didn't think the standards were were met in the beginning to let them in the door. What have they done while they've been in the door now for two and a half years? Come on. So this, to me, this is just another, regardless of the details, it's mm-hmm. another Democrat fishing expedition, in my opinion, without even looking at the details, because anything short of saying, hey, we have suspicion that because of these prior things, Jared Kushner and Ivanka Trump are somehow uh, endangering national security because of evidence X, Y, Z. I, so I don't. So that's that's really part. Y- you're segueing really into what I wanted to talk about here, JC, because uh, the reality of the situation. And I'm glad. Uh, and that's why I asked you the question about what was the most memorable thing, because I was also asked if I had had relations with a farm animal along with these. Sorry, parents. Utter. Uh, yeah. Sorry. That's why I said relations. Oh, relations, right, sorry. Um, and the whole thing, now we're inappropriate for all audiences. Ah, oh, my bad, I'm so sorry. And so the these are the kind of ridiculous questions that, that they're asking. Now, Newbold says that foreign influence, we know that to be a question, conflict of interest, money and drug problems, and criminal conduct were among the reasons for security clearance denials. Okay, so that's that's part of her report to the House committee, right? So we have problems with foreign influence. Well, my goodness, I, Ivanka Trump might have some foreign influence somewhere? <laughs> Seriously. And who is Ivanka Trump? So this is the one thing that I wanted to talk about because I have some some concerns, but I also have some concerns on the other side. I have always been of the opinion that Jared Kushner and Ivanka Trump have no business working for the Trump administration. This is this is nepotism, and this is not they they should not be working for the Trump administration. And to be frank, I don't even care if they're qualified. There are lots of qualified people out there to not have the president of the United States bringing his family members into the paid administration. There is too much room for uh, impropriety. There's too much room for the accusations of impropriety. So you have a different opinion on that. I'm looking at basis. No, I do. I don't agree with that. Um, I think it depends on what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just, I, this sort of just automatically like, you know, we work at Dunkin' Donuts. I work at Dunkin' Donuts. My son works at Dunkin' Donuts. Why is that inappropriate? Just because we're related. Now, I understand presidency and all that's different in Dunkin' Donuts. But, yeah, I, I know. I think that's incredibly different but than I, Dunkin' Donuts. I, I just, I don't, I don't see that as sort of a blanket uh, barring just because the relation you know, I, I think it, it depends on what they're doing. See, I, I think that there's a, that there should be a, a person, there's no legal, there's no constitutional prohibition, but I think there should be a personal ethical standard here of, of, of eliminating any even association with the, with the accusation of impropriety. Okay, here, here's where I see it, right? Does the person... Is the person intended to hold the other person accountable? Like, are we expect? Or does does Jared Kushner or Ivanka Trump hold a position where they are the ones having to hold Trump accountable? No, I don't think so. Is someone determining the pay 
or benefits of the other that I don't know that would be so that would be a situation where I would think okay that's a conflict of interest but otherwise well, an advisor like you can't get advice from your wife or your son-in-law I mean, well I think I, you can get advice but I don't think the American people should be paying for that and no they don't hold Donald Trump accountable but Donald Trump is supposed to hold them accountable yeah, and that's that the problem that I that I find with that and so when we come back from the break, we're going we're gonna to talk about this a little bit more because I believe it is going to be clear by the end of the next segment, JC, that this is just simply another incident of the double standard of impropriety for the Democrat Party in this situation. Liberty's lobbyist Chris Ann Hall has now taken control. Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Show. So we're talking about the White House whistleblower on uh, over the Trump team's security clearances. Now, I will say right away that if she tried to bring this forward... Um, and and was retaliated against, that's wrong. Sure. That should never happen. It shouldn't happen in anybody's administration if somebody who works for the government sees that somebody's violating those rules, then you should be coming forward with something like that and you should not be retaliated against. I mean, that's simply wrong. And that's why we have whistleblower laws. But we all know how Barack Obama treated whistleblowers as well. And we didn't see any Democrat outrage over stuff like that. And so I just, I want to... I want to show you, JC, what is going on now. The House Oversight Committee Chairman Elijah Cummings is the one who's in charge of all of this investigation now. Mm-hmm. You're shaking your head because I know you're a fanboy, right? <laughs> yeah. All right. So here's the I'm point. I'm going to leave that one alone. Yeah, right. So here's the point that I'm trying to make here. Okay. So number one, this is not constitutional issues. These are statutory issues. And even by statute, there's a whole lot of discretion there in, in granting security clearances. Oh, I forgot the second thing that I wanted to mention. Let me go back and look at this. Um, Jared Kushner was given a life time security clearance. I don't think anyone should have a lifetime security clearance. I think there ought to be uh, there ought to be something that is regularly reviewed. Our clearance was for 10. I think the standard is 10 years, right? So you hold it for 10 years and then and then you have to go through the process again. As ridiculous as the process may be, there ought to be some oversight and and a requirement to renew a security clearance. Did we just go through this conversation about Brennan? Yes, exactly. So these security clearances, because they give lifetime appointments of these security clearances, they literally, JC, become money in the bank for these people. Yeah. And, and I don't think that that's appropriate. Number two, we have, or another thing is that we have these, uh, the accusations, uh, and, and this is the point that you made as well, going on to this hypocrisy. 
So two years, are there any allegations that Ivanka Trump and Jared Kushner and the 23 other people have actually violated clearance issues? Well, we know Hillary Clinton violated clearance issues. Right. We know Hillary Clinton violated clearance issues to uh, a, a, a large degree. I mean, grossly violated security clearance issues. She still has her security clearance. We could, we could sit here for the next six hours and talk about different congressmen and, Absolutely. and, and public officials who have all... Many of the problems that are listed there that she that she allegedly talks drug about, issues and they still have their not only they still conflict have their security, of interest security clearances they're still sitting congressmen yeah. and you know public officials so yeah so um you know I don't think Chelsea Clinton should have had a, a job in the White House I don't think that you know I mean I don't think that people should have jobs in the White House no matter who they are it's not a Trump thing so I know my Trump. People are freaking out because I said that, but it's not a Trump thing. It's it's a it's an impropriety thing. It's the uh, even the appearance of impropriety thing. It's an ethical thing, not a legal thing. Now I wanted to point out here because we're talking about standards, we're talking about consistency, and we're talking about precedent, right? So we know Hillary Clinton has grossly violated security clearance issues and, and has still has her security clearance. But I want to show that, I, that, again, this is nothing more than a partisan attack on the current president of the United States because he does not play the establishment game. So Elijah Cummings has been in office since 1996, okay? Um, so that means he was actually in office when, when, uh, Bill Clinton was president, right? So let me introduce you to Roger Clinton. Roger Clinton is Bill Clinton's brother who had a security clearance with a 1985 cocaine possession and illegal drug trafficking conviction. Not only that. He was given the code name Headache by the Secret Service because of his wild and erratic behavior. And not only that, Bill Clinton pardoned him. Now, I just want to ask you, where was the House Committee over House Oversight Committee and all of their hoopla over Clinton giving his brother a security clearance with this, I mean, with convictions in his background? Can't learn the easy way, you'll learn the hard way. Chris Ann Hall, she's Liberty's lobbyist. Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. JC, I, I just bring this up because I believe that this is simply further confirmation of what George Washington said about these political factions in government. We have a non-functional government in all of the right things and an overactive government in all of the wrong things. They can't take care of the, of the delegated powers as they are delegated. They're busy transferring powers to places they don't belong. And they are, are completely consumed 
with these politically factioned driven agendas and 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 the thing that, that that drives me nuts is that this is what the media is consumed with and the people don't get to actually eat anything really really valuable yeah i, I this seems it seems so blatant and obvious to me and, and you know me i'm very cynical when it comes to people mm-hmm. but i would have i have to believe that the people are going to get sick of this. I mean, these the, the Democrats continuing to bang this drum. The president's a criminal. Everybody around them's a criminal. And then all this targeted investigation. Right. I, I would think really the American people sh- surely have to get tired of this. And, and I would think this would backfire eventually. So I, yeah, absolutely. I want to talk about this border thing now. So, so uh, I, I want us not only to get tired of the the political factions in government, but I want us to to get a final tired of the media and their their um, I don't know click driven headlines and their profit driven stories. So here's the story: the Trump White House presses threat to close Mexico border this week. I know we've been in the hotels, we've been watching Fox, so we've seen this. We know this is in the news. But I just want to do a quick survey. I mean, it took me a few minutes. I went through the 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 Google search and found the headlines. And I want to show you. Okay, so this should be a concern over the people of the people of America for several reasons. Uh, for uh, security reasons, why do we even have to consider this? Uh, number two, for constitutional reasons, is this something the president can actually do? Who should be doing this kind of thing? These are the kind of questions that the media ought to be asking. But here, JC, are the things that the media is talking about. Trump threats to close Mexico border gives El Paso mayor mayors uh, El Paso's mayor heartburn, right? America would run out of avocados in a week if Trump shuts border with Mexico, a grower warns. Trump seems inclined to close the border despite potential chaos. So I searched for several minutes, JC. Never once did I find a single article or a single headline about a constitutional concern or a property rights concern, or any kind of sort of question of how should this happen uh, and, and in, in the government and who should be doing this. One thing I always find... Avocados, JC. Yeah. Avocados. And that's Fox News. One thing that always strikes me as conspicuously absent is any discussion connected to Congress. Thank you. Never is Congress discussed, or the states, right? What 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 do the states need to exactly. be doing? But certainly Congress. I mean, it's unbelievable, and I've said this many, many times. Uh, one one reason I think in the minds of Congress that the office of the president exists is as cover <laughs> for Congress's incompetence. Yes, they can blame everything, no matter who it is, whether it's President Obama, President Trump, or whoever. <laughs> Congress right. looks as the office of the president as cover for their absolute dereliction of duty. Blame everything on the president and make sure nobody talks about us, nobody points the finger at us, when in fact they're usually the root problem, they're the root cause of the chaos that we have. Now here's the thing, I actually have my my 
Thomas Jefferson fake news t-shirt on today that you can uh, get at Liberty First University, get at Chris Ann Hall at the shop, the, the uh, disseminating fake news since 1812, Thomas Jefferson's quote about how you can't believe anything that's in the news, right? I think that this is, there is an accountability that we are, we are, are maybe, I don't know, missing, overlooking, or maybe just sloughing over. You can expect politicians to hide. You can expect politicians to avoid accountability whenever they're allowed to avoid accountability. But I believe, and, I, and, and tell me I'm wrong, please, that there is a higher ethical duty for an institution that is actually protected through the Constitution of the United States to disseminate the hard truth for them to keep putting up garbage like this and to not even engage in serious constitutional accountability issues. This is where we should be angry. I mean, we it's hard to be angry at a congressman at this point in the game because we know, statistically speaking, Congress has an 11% approval rating, yet we have a 95% re-election. It's hard to be angry at that person who is obviously doing exactly what the people want them to do because they're consistently getting reelected. So the, you can't be angry at the congressman until you look in the mirror and hold yourself accountable for keeping the election process going, right? Now, uh, the, the rare or, or the, the occurrences of voter fraud may be an issue, but to be frank, I don't even think that voter fraud is possible if the people are actually educated, engaged, and actually voting. No, it's, it goes back to what, what is the saying? We have encountered the enemy and the enemy is ourself. I mean, that's that's the thing. When you, you look at, like, Colton and I were just, for laughs, looking at some YouTube videos. And, of course, I introduced him to, uh, uh, what's his name, Ben Shapiro. Ben which, Shapiro. He's like, which, I love Ben Shapiro. He, he's like, Mom, do you know who Ben Shapiro is? I'm like, yeah. He says, he's awesome. Yeah, so we're, <laughs> but we're watching Mark Dice interview people, you know, who's the, the capital of America, who is it named after? And they don't have a oh, clue. Oh, it was Mark Dice because Colton came to me. Yeah. He's like, can you believe this? I saw this video where people don't even know who who Washington, D.C. is named after. He said somebody actually said that it was named after Lincoln. Many, many, <laughs> Washington, D.C. named after Lincoln. Many of them didn't even know the capital in the first place, much less who it was named after. And so, and the funny thing is, you know, we laugh or maybe cry at Mark Dice's videos and think, you know, those people are idiots. I think it represents the majority of American people. And so that so that's the problem. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what you're talking about, how you can get 11% approval rating, 95%. Because, I mean, I don't know how they come up with those those polls. But nevertheless, I mean, we're, yeah, blame the people supporting this nonsense. I mean, we're, we're dying from ignorance. We're absolutely dying from ignorance. Well, and that's what Samuel Adams said. He said, no people will tamely surrender their liberties nor be easily subdued when knowledge is diffused and virtue is preserved. He said, but on the contrary, when the people become universally ignorant and debauched in their manners, they will sink underneath their own weight without the aid of foreign invaders. We, We are consuming on a regular daily basis nothing but ignorance. Yeah. We are being fed. And... 
The thing that I find discouraging is the fact that you don't have to eat this. This does not have to be your source of information. This does not have to be your be and end all of, of your knowledge. This does not have to be because we know there are independent medias out there, right? You've talked about Tom Woods on our show. You've talked about, uh, I mean, we you have our show. We have the Tenth Amendment Center who, who sends out alerts about what's actually happening on the state level all the time. I mean, there are people out there everywhere that are actually giving or are trying to give real information. There's no reason to consume this ignorance but to this to this question in particular to me it's a it's a question avoiding the problem i mean that's yeah. that's how i see it right it's mm-hmm. like saying you know sh- should we should we put ketchup on this poop on our plate or should we put ranch dressing on this poop in our plate mm-hmm. okay that's not the question why do we have poop on our plate in the first place right yeah, right you know so uh, what about Trump threatening to close the border? No, let's back up and talk about why th- he's even saying this in the first I place. I know, so that was the first thing I opened up. There's absolutely no discussion in the media or in the headlines of why we're in a situation where the president of the United States is threatening to shut down the border. Yeah, how about talk about what you're going to do so we don't have to shut the border? Yeah. Uh, hello, Congress. Yeah. What are you going to do so that he doesn't have to shut the border or even threaten to shut the border? So Article 1, Section 8, Clause 1 puts in the hands of Congress. It, it, the first three words are the Congress shall. Yep. The Congress shall uh, provide for the common defense. The, not the President of the United States, JC. The Congress shall. Article 1, Section 8, Clause 15 says the Congress shall provide for calling forth the militia to execute the laws of the Union, suppress insurrections, and repel invasions. The Congress shall. This is this just sounds like an article you should write. Like, why is the Congress hiding behind the president? Where is Congress? Yeah, that's it, a discussion that needs to be had. I mean, it's all centered on what Trump does, says, what he's going to do, what he can do. Where is Congress? It's their duty. They're the ones failing. Right. I mean, if if anybody's going to stand up and argue, and this is what I said the other day, if if you're going to stand up and argue how that. President Trump is acting outside of his powers. Whose fault is it? Mm-hmm. Right? Whose fault is it? It's Congress. Congress is the one pointing the finger and blaming the president and criticizing the president about I mean they had their vote. Think about the vote that they had. Okay? Mm-hmm. Not not whether I agree with it or not. The fact that they voted whether or not he can do the national emergency or not do the national emergency and what he can do with the border. Where was the vote about what they're going to do about the border since right. it's their responsibility in the first place? So yeah, they're, you got to have than, this big hearing on is president doing the yeah. right thing? And when you're not even going to have a hearing and saying, why aren't we doing anything at all? Yeah, they're more than happy to, to vote against the president or for the president or whatever as long as they don't have to do their job and nobody notices. Yeah. So uh, you mentioned the national security, or, or I'm sorry, the, the national emergency act. Well, we already know through the constitution itself that the power to repel invasion and, and for our defense belongs to Congress. And these are the specifically affirmative grant of powers that our founders talked about. These are affirmative grants of power. This is how the government is supposed to work. 
Congress, like you said, shouldn't be debating on whether we need to pass this power to the president or not. We should be debating on how are we going to exercise the powers that have been granted us. Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. If you're watching us on YouTube, you see our Liberty First logo up there. LibertyFirstUniversity.com. Look, I can't tell you strongly enough that if, if, if this whole thing about presidential power and the limits and the organization of the federal government is something that seems uncomfortable to you or what we're saying seems questionable, please go to Liberty First University. Let us teach you, not from my opinion, not from Supreme Court interpretation, but from the actual document and the words of those who not only drafted the Constitution, but James Madison said more relevantly, those who ratified the Constitution. And, and this, is, this is the problem. We have all of this ridiculous nonsense floating around about the border and no discussion about the fact that it's the Congress's duty to do this. Meanwhile, we have the Congress shirking their responsibilities, hiding accountabilities, and the media uh, is, is actually helping them do that. And the American people. And be the American because, people. Because... Congress not Congress doesn't do their job, and that's okay, because we'll either let the president do it, or we'll blame the president for doing it. Right. Right. But it's always about the president. I just I have to shake my head because and once again, way, it's like you said, we're avoiding the whole real solution issue, and the real solution issue is if Congress will not. The states must. Yeah. It doesn't fall on the president because of an essential principle of separation of powers. Our founder said that if the power of the president and the power of Congress are held by one person, liberty cannot exist. Yeah, well, the, the American people are obsessed with the office of the president. The press is obsessed. King, and king, I'm, and I'm not king. talking about President Trump. I'm talking no. about the office. Mm -hmm. Because if you'll notice, this is the exact same conversation that's how it went when President Obama was, mm -hmm. was president. Remember, all the all the stuff, you had this whole list of impeachable offenses against the president, and many of it ran to the core issue of the fact that the Congress was derelict in their duties and, mm -hmm. and sending all this power to the president and sanctioning power to the president or ignoring his abuses. It, it almost in the always first two went back years, to I, uh, With Barack Obama, with the first two years, I wrote an article, I had 10 impeachable offenses in the first two years, and they kept growing after yeah. that. But the and the thing, but the core problem was the Congress. But the conversation is the same as it was under or the how, whatever you the process how it's functioning is the same under President Obama as it is under Trump. Right? Congress is derelict, and it's okay because now that time it was a conservative. So conservatives pointed their finger at President Obama for everything, mm -hmm. even though it was Congress's duty and Congress is failing. And now now we're in that situation where the Democrats point their finger uh, at President Trump for everything. Even well, though here's it's the Congress. thing, JC. When Obama was president, the Democrats asked Obama to do everything. Correct. And now that Trump is president, the Republicans want Trump to do everything. Yeah. So, it's uh, spiritual, JC. It's got to be give, give me a, a king. king. Exactly. Give me a king. And that's what and why we really have, to break away from. And why not have the American monarchy, since 
we operate like it so and, in love and with we don't Hades. want Congress to be involved in any way whatsoever, even though we've enumerated what they're supposed to do when they don't do it. We don't care. Blame the president or ask the president to do it. Pop out your pocket constitution. Look at Article 1, the delegation of power to Congress. It's, it's like this long. And then look at the Article 2, the power delegated to the president. It's like this long. We, we have to recognize, and, it, and the whole first half of Article 2 is about the office of the president. You don't get to the powers of the president until the second half. So you got this much power, and half of it is all that's the president's. I just hate the way all of these the people in Congress get to hide in the shadows while yeah. the president takes the blame for all of their failings. Right. Well, and for me, it's discouraging then that the argument that comes from people who consider themselves to be constitutionalists, well, if Congress won't, then the president must. That's not how the Constitution works, constitutionalists. The Constitution's wor Constitution works that if Congress won't, then the power goes back to that which delegated, and, you, and it's the states. And you deal with Congress. You, and then you, you deal with Congress, right. Because they won't. But because the states won't, and because we have so many of these federal supremacists charading as constitutionalists, th we can't get back to a constitutional republic. We're, in, we're completely embedded in this kingdom mentality. And, and tribalism keeps us there. And, and error keeps us there. And please, 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 get with the governors. Get with your state legislators, get with your sheriffs and say, look, start doing your job and defending our borders. God bless you guys. We will talk to you tomorrow.